Umar Isa better be careful because you're going to give a run for his money with them melodies there, man. We're, we're coming for him. Coming for you, Lennox. With a nice vibe, with the positive vibes. The Muslim vibes. All day, every day. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. I'll be your backing dancer. You're the you're the main act, man. I can't I can't sing. My voice is terrible. Come on, man. It's not just about the voice. It's the charisma. It's the persona. It's everything. I was about to sing Alhamdulillah again, but... Go on, one more time. Alhamdulillah. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. All right. What's happening, people? And welcome to another episode of Beer Talk, Ramadan Unlocked, the final of a four-part series. And we've got a familiar voice from episode two by the name of Mafuz. What's happening, brother? Asalaamu Alaikum. Welcome back. Wa Alaikum Asalaam. Thank you for having me back. We're in the last few days of Ramadan now, man. It's emotional, so it's, it's going to be a wrap soon. I know, I know, emotional times. 29th night tonight, isn't it? So Big, no, big things. Yeah, big things, big things, big night. Man, make dua for me as I make dua for you. When we first spoke, it was, what, the first 10 days? Yeah, it was the first 10 days. And now we're in the last few days. It's really gone rapidly. And, you know, on, on our last episode together... We were talking about what we can do to utilize this blessed month. And now we're going to look a little bit ahead and what we can do when we come out of this month, right? Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Before we continue, what's going on with the beard? It was very, very long, mashallah. And uh, you know what? It's it's even longer now. <laughs> mashallah. Your beard's having a child. That's mad. It's even longer, mashallah. I've been actually told to maybe tidy up a bit. But I'm waiting for the barbershop to open. I haven't. I don't think I've touched my beard last couple of years myself. It's down to my barber. He maintains it. Yeah, man. But my only concern is I look forward to getting a trim, hair and beard, right? And then after yeah. that, I'll maintain what is shaped up and sculptured by the barber. But I'm not ready to let my man touch my face and my lips as he's doing the beard. So I'm thinking if we're welcomed back, this will take a little while, but if we're welcomed back, I might just start with the hair only, man. What are you thinking? Now, you know what? As long as he puts on a fresh pair of gloves, I'm happy for him to touch my face, my hair. My... I don't know why he's touching your lips, but yeah. You know when, he's do when you're doing the tash and they end up touching your... Um, no, my doesn't, no, he doesn't touch my lips, man. He touches my face, but not my lips. So you, you're telling me you don't... Am I the only one that gets his fingers accidentally stuck in my mouth? Yeah, you need to be careful with your barber. Um, you might need to report your barber, man. <laughs> if you're listening, you've been telling me a lie, man. My barber don't really do that. Let's let's you know continue letting him have lots of business. Um, all right. And another thing that we need to clear up is I'm not, I'm just gonna let you say it. Yeah, no, I need to apologize to my wife. She wasn't happy with my joke about wife number two and three. I was only joking. And for look, why are you making it worse, man? Yeah, and I just want to say sorry, even though it was funny at the time. You know, in hindsight. It's still funny, but I am sorry. <laughs> don't don't dig the grave, man. You're doing what you need to. So you didn't sleep on the couch then? No, never. She's sweet then in that case. Alhamdulillah. So we're sticking to one, wife. It's all clear, guys. Yeah, just yeah. one. Just one. We're in the last few days of this blessed month. Soon we're going to be out of Ramadan and things are going to start changing for us. Things are going to be a little bit more challenging than it is. You know, things become a little bit easier uh, when we're in Ramadan. 
everyone's on this grind together everyone's on this struggle together and we are when we leave but what i'm trying to say is the big shed done is unshackled and things will get more difficult so we've got to be mindful of that and tackle it in the right way what do you think no i agree you know a couple of days left in Shetan's out, you know see south end beach Shetan was out in full force in south end that's what we need to be mindful for you know so when ramadan finishes how are we going to carry on with what we've done this whole month you know that's the important part for us now now that ramadan's coming close to an end we're going to celebrate on eid and then you know kick on from there until next ramadan make the whole year a productive year inshallah you know inshallah everyone's ramadan has gone well that's the key thing so far and if it hasn't we still got a Another day or two, you know, an odd night tonight. So if you feel like your Ramadan hasn't gone well, you can make it all up tonight, inshallah. Inshallah. I know I started well entering Ramadan and slightly burnt out a little bit. And I've been having that inner voice telling me, just get on it, get on it last few days. So definitely trying to make the most of it. I think everyone can uh, improve and, you know, do better. You know, you start off, you know, all guns blazing, first 10 days, it kind of tails off, not the best, but yeah, you get back on the horse in the last 10 days, you try and kick on again, isn't it? We have to remember Ramadan, it was just the start of a marathon, you know? Being a Muslim is not a sprint, it's a marathon, you know? It's doing incremental things, like bettering ourselves and doing things that please Allah our whole lives. So Ramadan should be a springboard for the rest of the year. So we should say month one Ramadan, springboard into month two three four five six seven you know all the way back to ramadan again people often forget that islam took 33 years to complete it wasn't just handed down to us in in a night it would be too overwhelming right so just like that principle there we need to take the baby steps that will essentially keep us going until next year again where we can reboot what mindset what things can we tackle to brace ourselves as we leave Ramadan and go back into everyday society. For me, my my opinion, and this is mainly you know, all my opinion, is that we should get our intention ready now. That you know, first thank Allah that He's allowed us to have this Ramadan and be alive to you know be part of this Ramadan. To make that intention of carry carry on what we've been doing in the whole of Ramadan for the rest of the year. I I think intentions really really important if we get our intention right then inshallah the rest of the actions that we do for the rest of the year should be easy i think again that's only an opinion you know me and my friends are just discussing this today on whatsapp that laziness and productivity you know how we can be so easy and lazy like this ramadan we've all been at home some of us it's been productive some of us it's been you know tough and we've been talking about how we're going to carry that on and be productive now for the rest of the year till next ramadan so we're discussing like thinking about bite-sized steps, reading and learning little bite-sized things and implementing bits little by little into our lives rather than trying to do a whole lifestyle change. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's just like we spoke earlier about burning out. It will be too overwhelming to take it up in one go. So just realistic, long-lasting steps to give you that longevity, right? What, are you guys, what have you guys been discussing? Exactly. So one of the things we're discussing is where and how we can use our time. Because a lot of us now, we're dads, we've got kids, we've got a wife, you know, and we've got some of us are parents, we live at home with our parents. You know, we've got responsibilities. Now we're thinking, where do we find time in, you know, in where we're looking after our child, spending time with our wife, spending time with our family, then trying to spend time with friends, also going to work, and then where do we find time learning and 
implementing and bettering ourselves and trying to live as a better Muslim. So for us, what we discussed is bite-sized steps. So one of the things that I do is I listen to, for example, Muslim podcasts or a Islamic history podcast while I'm commuting to work because I have a drive to work at the moment. It's 15 minutes because of COVID. But it's better than me putting on Capital or Kiss or, you know, back in the day choice. Mm. But for me, rather, I'd rather spend that 15 minutes, 30 minutes listen to something where I'm learning. Well, I'm all by myself in the car, you know, I'm not doing anything. Rather, I might as well do something productive. So, one of some of my friends, they read a book on the train, you know, when they're commuting. But it's about finding in your life where you've got a bit of time to learn a little bit and then implement it, you know. And that's the key thing. I think if we do it bite size and then spread it over the year, you know, that could be every Sunday you put an hour aside to read two pages of a book and then implement that in your life, you know, or after every Isha Salah, before you go to bed, you know, read two pages of Quran, you know, you get what I'm saying? Little bite-sized things. No one's saying, you know, be like Uthman Anhu and read the whole Quran in one, you know, rakah of Salah. That's not possible for us this day and age. Look at us, you know, we're weak people, but bite-sized is good for us Muslims. Yeah. Especially as working professional Muslims who, with families who they struggle to make five minutes in a day. But it's an excuse in the day. We can make five minutes a day, but yeah, yeah we're, we're just chasing our tail, really. There's that old saying where I can't find time, but in, in actuality, we have to make time. And when we really want something, we go ahead and do it. And previously, we spoke about how, you know, we invest in Netflix and all these worldly affairs. But, you know, for, for something exactly. that will really ultimately benefit us and our future, uh, we question it or almost um, are quite reserved to the idea so we can make use of this information age we're in where okay our attention span is quite short and you know life is so instant and it's that information overload right we take so much in but we don't do anything with it I know I'm guilty of that so it's like stuck on that same level and we're not evolving and to elevate you know brick by brick if you will and as you put it scheduling it whether it's every Sunday or whether it's every evening and just putting a little bit of time aside I think yes yeah, it's, it's not a lot to stomach it's just about being disciplined and it's like come on man we've we got to put it on ourselves 100% discipline is important that's the I think that's one of the key words one of my friends was saying he likes discipline you know he, he becomes lazy and then that complete lack of discipline he doesn't end up doing anything you know he just procrastinates and wastes time I was guilty of that, and I still am to an extent guilty of that. One way which I've, my personal way of combating that, and you know, one of my other friends, he's quite similar to me, is we have tasks lists. So we have a list of tasks which we have to have. So we kind of split up our life to social, you know, family, education, team, etc. So like I have a task list for all the things that I know for the year that I need to do. For example, I have a list of when my MOT is due, when my road tax is due, and you know something like this is due. But then I also have a task list of actually, I need to read this by this time. I need to finish this task by this time. I need to make sure I've read five verses at least a day. You know, so I have little tasks which I have to tick off. You know, daily, weekly, monthly, whatever. And I think that keeps me productive and gives a bit of structure to my life, it's Islamically as as well as just generally in life. So I find it easy to 
you know, have tasks and break up and split my life into segments, if that makes sense. As you put it, it's like bite-sized learning. So just taking it a little bit at a time, but taking it in and growing with it. And that's your baby steps, right? It's like the tortoise. Exactly. And the hare? Is it the tortoise and the hare? The race? Yeah. And who won? Man like tortoise. Man like tortoise. Man like tortoise always wins. All day, every day. We don't have to compare. We don't have to rush. We just take our pace with it. But the fact that he kept at it and got there, that's the achievement right there. We're, we're too... We expect too much. We expect a lot with a little bit of exactly. time invested. I, I agree, you know. Going back to your tortoise and hare, you know them people who drive like, a, like, like maniacs in and out of traffic, but then they get to the traffic light and you're literally at the same traffic light with that person who's just cutting in and out of traffic. Yeah, and, and you're that yeah. person who's just pacefully going. At... I, I'm the clown that went in and out of traffic. <laughs> so when I go to the traffic light and I look in my mirror and I just see everyone else at the traffic light, I'd feel, I'm the mug. Do you get it? No, I hear you, man. Well, you know, we're the ones, we're qualified to say this. I was always the hair. We're, we're qualified to say this, aren't we? Because we're seeing it from both spectrums, where we're rushing to get quick results and ultimately realising that that's not necessarily the most convenient way or the most beneficial way to, to get the results we're, we're looking for. So, uh, yeah, take it from us, if anything. If you slow it down a bit, you still get to the same place at the same time rather than trying to do it yeah. as, as fast as you can. If you look at it Islamically, it makes sense for us because, you know, if you slow things down and pace yourself, you won't be exhausted at the end and you still get to the same, you know, same destination, probably, you know, as the tools and the example shows you, you know, quicker, take your time. We're in the information age, like I mentioned. We've got so many tools in front of us. You know, we talk about technology. We talk about adapting, especially in these current times. So we can use those tools just to uh, better ourselves. You know, back in the day, when I mean back in the day, I'm talking way back before technology was really a thing. People didn't have the opportunity, either academic or not. And, you know, that might be down to if you were fortunate enough to receive an education and that could come down to whether it was money or facilities or whatever it might be. But now it's a lot more of a level playing ground. We've got the right tools. We've got a phone that has heaps of information. We've got the tools. It's just what we do with it, right? We've got the time. It's what we do with it. So that, again, comes back around to discipline. Exactly. Productivity is key. And discipline, yeah, man. That's the, I think that's the hard part for young people and for us is to be, you know, to have a bit of discipline. It's, you know, you've got so much going on. You know, when the weather's nice, you know, go out, you know, but the discipline right now is having to stay at home because we're uh, being locked down, eased off. But if it's non-essential, we should, we're still advised not to go out. But they, you see how many Even when it's like a pandemic, it's like, don't go outside because you, know. you could potentially have a, an uprising deaths and they're still like, nah, mate, I need to enjoy the sunshine. Do you know what I mean? The sun's going to be there next week. It will be there next year. You know, it's not going anywhere. It's a permanent fixture. Again, but that's it. People are thinking, I guess that mentality of, you know, you only live once. If you live like that, then, you know, you'll do whatever the hell you want. But I guess most of we don't live like that. You know, we don't believe we'll only live once. So we need to have discipline because we are living twice. You know, we are going to die and we're going to be brought back again and live our real life. But if we have the discipline now, our next life will be living forever and we can live it nicely, you know. People are too entitled and want to get what they want without putting in the work. But it depends how bad you want it. Some people, I know I do, I feel guilty for not trying hard enough. But then I'm sitting there 
not doing it. So it's like I'm trapped in a in a loophole, and I'm just giving myself like some sort of depression just because I'm not happy with where I am. But I guess it comes down to when you're fed up or being fed up, then you'll really do something about it. And we're all like, I think our minds are too frazzled. We just really need to zone in and realign ourselves. And one element of that is discipline. But to get to that, it's like giving yourself some high standards to live to, and not enough to give you anxiety, but enough to get you off your ass. As Muslims, we should have high standards. You know, our Prophet sallallahu he says, if you do anything, do it to the best of your ability. You know, we should be doing everything so we're the best at it. You know, whether that's at work, when you go to work, you should be the best person in your job. You know, is as a person generally. You should try and be the best person you can be, you know, and that means treating people well, trying to achieve your goals, trying to be a better Muslim. You know, we shouldn't come second, third or fourth as Muslim. We should come first. And only way we can do that is by submission, submission to one God, Allah, our creator. Yeah, that's, that is everything we do should go back to that, you know, to submit, to praise Allah, to please him. You know, that's what every action should be going back to, like going to work. Why do we do it? Not just to earn money. No, of course not. It's to, firstly, that money, we're earning it. First, because of Sunnah, we're encouraged to go work. Secondly, it pleases Allah. Why? Because we use that money not only to feed our family, to give to, give to charity, sadaqah, to then pay our zakah, you know. It's more to just... Just going to job, you know, we it's more to it than just earning, you know. It's everything we do, if we have the right intention, it's all there to please Allah and it all can be beneficial. And it's not just we, like you know, just part of this life. Like if someone like if an outsider is wondering what you what do you mean? It's not just like pleasing our maker um blindly. It's just there's so much knowledge and sense to why we're doing it. It just levels out everything. So, you know, this is our which is charity, which is essential if you've got some savings in a year and um you know it's not a massive proportion of your wealth it's only 2.5 percent and you know by doing so it should level out enough so so no one's going hungry as muslims you know we're the most generous in this country we're the well i think all of the world to be honest we're the most generous givers when it comes to charity but why is that you know we know that fundamental part of our religion of our deen I don't like to use the word religion. Facts. You know, it's I'm not like a religion. We have a way of life. System, it's a belief system. And yeah, we shouldn't call it religion because it's not a religion. It's not just, you know, do's and don'ts. It's a whole way of life. And that's going back to what I was going to say is zakat. It's a way of life. It's not just do and don't. It's 2.5% of our wealth or, you know, as you said, years worth of saving. It's ingrained into us giving charity. It's, five, you know, it's one of our five pillars. I said, one of the things my dad always told me is be thankful, you know, thank Allah every single day, every single salah, thank you yeah. for what you have. And then that pays off because every time, you know, our whole lives have been, alhamdulillah, stay had a good life. By thanking Allah, I've had more and more. He keeps giving and giving and giving, you know. And I'm thinking, what else do I need, Allah? You know, you're giving me everything. I say, thank you. And then Allah gives me more, you know. That's just shows you, in it, how Allah is. You go to him and he comes even, you know, you, you walk towards Allah, he runs towards you, you know. That's how we should see Every action we do. But look at us, you know, there's always someone in a worse position than us and always someone in a better position than us. We should always thank Allah for what we have, you know, and make God for things that we want. If you just sat there thinking your life is brass, I haven't used that word in a while. I, I know our audience is quite prominent in America as well. 
it means bad. <laughs> so ask for what you want, gravitate towards it, and how to do it is by structuring your life, taking baby steps to make this journey a fruitful one, a long-lasting one, and as you put it at the start of the call, that this is a marathon. So, you know, Ramadan might be over, but it doesn't mean your mind has to slack. It might be the very reason why you step your game up. If you're thinking Ramadan exactly. is done, don't forget Shawal is around the corner. And we've got six fasts that we can do. This is voluntary fast. So it's not Ramadan, but that's an obligatory fast. You know, voluntary fasts are the Monday, Thursday, the 16th Shawal, and the three days every month, which are the white days. Um, yeah, that whoever fasts just three days clear. of each month, he has fasted for a whole lifetime. Either way, the voluntary fasts bring so much reward and, you know, the shackles of the shaitan might be released after Ramadan, but there's plenty of opportunity to stack your deeds in all the generosity and all the good things you could do by being the best version of yourself, as well as these voluntary fasts that we touch on. So it's about looking forward to the next thing. And it's not just having to wait a whole year. You can do it, as you say, on a weekly basis or minute by minute, day by day. It depends at the level of detail you want to go into with stacking deeds. But it's a level playing field and you just got to partake. What are you saying? Was that an outro? Um, that was an outro. Did you want to add anything before I wrap it up? Now, you know what? I agree with that, what you said. And it goes back to the little by little bite size, bit by bit, you know. Ramadan, we managed to fast, what, 29, 30 days in a row. And then what makes it so difficult for us to do little, little fasts you know, whether it's every week or at least three days in a month, you know, it's, it gives us a bit of discipline, controls our desires, you know, it's, it's well worth doing, man. And I, inshallah, I can implement that going forward from this Ramadan. So, you know, inshallah, that's one of my tasks or goals, you know, for this year coming is to start doing my voluntary fast, inshallah, you know, and talking to you today has inspired me to do that because... You know, I try and do it, but I like that discipline. And I get hungry and I think, all right, cool, I'll do it next week. Never comes around doing it. That's a beautiful thing, man, because I said the exact same thing to you in our last call. So, alhamdulillah, man, it comes around full circle. We just feed off of each other. So it's about um, keeping good companions with you as well. And, you know, association breeds similarity. So by us having this conversation, you're feeding off of it. I'm feeding off of it. And inshallah, whoever's listening in can feed off of it. That's the whole idea here. And we can all educate and grow together. And um, on that high, high note, this is the last episode of our Ramadan Unlock series. And I think we've gone out with a bang. And I'm glad I've had you back on for this season twice. So it's uh, it's been a true blessing, man. 